such a beautiful sound. Welcome back to Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks, episode 69. Me and Bun are here holding the fort down. Got a special guest for everybody. Gary Fitzpatrick out of Larry Fitzpatrick Autosports from Australia. How's it going? Hi guys, how you going? Good. Yeah, very, very good. It's, yeah. uh, it's uh, very wet down here at the moment, but... Uh, I'm I'm dry, which is which is great. Did you guys get some uh, some precipitation this week? This oh weekend? man, it's uh, it's it's been it's been unbelievable. Um, it's uh, we we haven't seen this much rain for I think thirty years. So a um, little our little hometown where we're originally from many years ago, a town called Ichuga, um, which is uh, up on the Murray River, um, which is like our main river system. Um, that literally in the last week built a. Uh, like a levee bank around the whole town to protect it. Uh, it's 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 been it's been crazy. So, but for me, it's uh you know hopefully we get some racing in. But it uh you know who knows tracks seem to think they will. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. It's complete opposite here. We ain't had rain in two months. We got a burn ban. Yeah. Right? So no fires, no like you know, no open fires outside or anything like that because it can get out of control pretty right. quick. But, uh, yeah, yeah. We've had our fair share of rain this year, though. But it'd be nice to have a little bit now. But, oh well. Um, yeah, when when I was over there, it rained. Um, it sort of rained up until I got there, and then we had some real luck. It sort of the rain stayed away for the most part. And then, um, yeah, when I was So you were over here, uh, you were here this summer? Yeah, we came over for midget week. Um, we, uh, we came and ran sort of the vast majority of midget week and then uh, we're hoping to do a, a few extra shows here and there and um, uh, obviously give Todd Hobson, who you guys know very well, an opportunity over sprint week in our car, but um, that didn't happen for a couple of reasons, um, <laughs> unfortunate, but that's just how racing goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a, we had a, uh, we had an awesome time over there. We, uh, we absolutely loved it and we've been coming over for, for 10 years almost now, so um, um, you know, obviously, a couple of COVID years we missed out, but uh, we love it over there, and we love the non-wing world. Yeah, it's pretty big here. It's, uh, <clears throat> I mean, especially in the state of Indiana, non-wings, what everybody loves. Um, yeah, we. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, we we was the same. We um, in Australia, non-wings not a huge deal. Uh, it's um, although there's a lot of cars here that how it relates back to indiana non-wing racings uh, um sort of not not a big not a big thing most people are sort of focused on the winged world and that's how i was up until i i turned up in indiana and got to a sprint week and just realized that you know this is a this is the best this is the best form of racing you can do as far as i'm concerned not that i don't like wing racing it's um it's just that uh, non-wing racing i believe is is where it's at yeah, yeah we enjoy all of it too but me personally, I think Bunner's about on the same day page. The four ten non wings is where it's at. Just our favorite stuff to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we 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 sort of turned up and hired a one of these. Um, you know, it must be like a F three fifty sort of motorhome thing out of Chicago, and we didn't really know what we were going to do. And we thought, oh, we'll get to Lima Land for the um, for the Brad Doherty. Was back when Brad Doherty's classic was at Lima and. Mm-hmm. Um, we flew into Chicago. Chicago is one hell of a place, huh? And it's <laughs> about two, 
it took us about two hours to get out of Chicago and Dad's driving. He's almost driving on the um, on the sidewalk because we've got no idea which side of the road we're really meant to be on. <laughs> yeah, I'm all... abusing him and he's, and then he, then he tells me to hop in the seat and I'm driving up the road and I, I can't do any better than he's doing and we're going through parts of Chicago we shouldn't be going through and we're thinking, what the hell have we got ourselves into? But <laughs> we eventually got ourselves to, to Lima and watch that and then uh, we went on to Sprint Week and can't even remember where the first race was, um, whether it was Gas City or whether we went somewhere else. But I remember just walking in the gate, thinking, "Man, this is this is me. These guys are badass, and um, you know um, the racing is just so good. There's just so much opportunity for passing, and um, and uh, from there on, we we just stuck to it. I've, I've of all the times I've been there, I've actually never been to a Knoxville Nationals, and that's not because I don't want to go. It's just that. When you prioritise what you want to do, um, Knoxville's not at the top of the list for me. Uh, so, you know, um, it, it just is what it is. Yeah. How long ago was that? You're talking about the uh, Chicago to, and all that. I was that. trying to think. Just roughly. Yeah, I think I think it was 2014, 2013. Um, yeah. Uh, it was um, when those loud pedal productions were doing those, oh, yeah. those really cool that videos. Was that was good um, stuff, yeah. Yeah, it um, was, um, you know, I just love that stuff. Hell yeah. Well, that's one thing I, I can yeah. say. I've never been to Chicago, so uh, I guess uh, maybe one day I'll get there. I don't know. I really have no desire to go, but besides... Yeah, besides, yeah it was, it's crazy. Yeah. Probably easier for you to fly into Chicago than somewhere else to get to Indiana, though, for Sprint Week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, we watched a lot of that CSI stuff, that American CSI stuff, and I feel like every time we were driving through, I can remember some, you know, <laughs> some sort of um, <laughs> yeah, some sort of uh, episode from that town, you know, I thought, oh, God, we're going to need to be really careful. Yeah, you and never... nothing says, you know, stop us, hold us up, pull a gun or something, like driving like driving one of those big, huge renter vans through the middle of these places. So yeah. you yeah. look like real amateur, real amateur hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, yeah. so you mentioned you run the race team pretty well. And you're, uh, so when did you when did that all start, or how long has uh, your dad been into it, and what what how did it all start? Yeah, that dad used to when I was a little. It all really started when I was a little kid. Um, uh, in Australia, here we have what we call all like um, sedan racing, which is uh, you know pretty much just you know cars taken off the street. Um, uh, in different categories and you can do different things to them. He used to run what was called a modified production, which was sort of a high-end one. Um, it was a Chrysler Centura with a straight six Hemi in it. Nice to think it was the coolest thing you could ever, you know, ever imagine. And, um, we were up in a town called Mildura, uh, which uh, I believe has probably the best speedway in it in Australia. Um, no, Todd, Todd absolutely loves up there as well, but that was uh, that was where Dad used to race weekly when I was a kid, and I was one of those kids that would be hanging off the fence, just you know, absolutely obsessed with it. Uh, Dad eventually sort of got out of it, but the passion sort of never left me um, over that over the you know as I sort of grew up and um, when I left school, I started to work on different race teams and do different things, and uh, um, that uh, that sort of led me to the um, to meeting. To meeting uh, Brandon Long, who drove for us this this year, um, that's another story. But uh, we eventually, uh, I, I eventually actually took over running the the family business. 
dad was sort of half retired and wanted to step back for a little bit and I ran it for a little bit and uh, when when we sort of did that we sort of purchased a car of our of our own here in or dad did purchase the car of, of our own um, here in Australia and then we started to come over and see you know see the Indiana Sprint Week and the 410 stuff um, and then that obviously led us into to racing racing over there so my brother's sort of um, come and joined us as we went along. I had a, uh, one brother who was living uh, up north, and he came and came and moved back to, back here and sort of got back involved with us here. And another brother who was always involved with us, and um, you know, we've, it's a little sort of, um, I suppose, uh, four person operation, and we all have our own separate things that we do. But I tend to be the one making the calls on where we're racing and what we're doing and when we're doing it and what what um, things we're buying and when we're buying it and all that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, we we just we go racing, and I don't I don't drive. Um, I've, I've never really driven. I'm really not interested in ever driving one. I I just have so much respect for the dudes who 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 drive them. I'm a I'm a real think now, do later kind of cat, and I think you've got to be a do now, think later kind of kind of person to do this sort of stuff. And uh, but I really enjoy building them and trying to get some speed out of them and seeing what I can do to make them as as good as they can possibly be. And I love the fact that you can. You can never actually master it. Um, I don't think anyone's ever mastered dirt track racing ever. And um, but that feeling of, of making a car really good on any given night, I just I just think that's uh, that's so good. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So, so so how many races do you usually run up. over there? Uh, say for a season. Roughly. Um, we used to we used to run a, a whole heap more. Um, because I just didn't have a lot of other responsibilities. Uh, but um, probably with Todd this year, if we get in maybe 10 races with Todd um, in our sort of what I call our national car, which is the car that sort of competes nationally here, um, then that, that would be, that, that'll suit us fine. Remembering that Todd has other commitments with his family and with, um, with, with the wing team, with the 410 wing team. Um, so he'll probably do, I don't know, probably 30 30 probably and it, 10 of them will be with us and you know 10 or 15 with 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 his other with his other teams but um you know i've got a family and kids and a business that i'm trying to run and um it's just very hard for me to commit to to being every weekend every saturday night uh, somewhere yeah somewhere sure. to race love to do it but it's just not the reality of my life as it sits at the moment yeah yeah well that's yep. good good you can get anyone you can but uh so how far I think Todd's told us, but how far away is like, how far you got to travel for you know races and things like that? Um, <clears throat> the race, there's a race on this weekend. Uh, well, there's actually two nights of racing this weekend at a place called Niora. Uh, it's back on the other side of Melbourne, so I live in a little town, sort of an hour, hour and a half uh, west of Melbourne. Melbourne's a big city, huh? Melbourne's got five million people. It's a big, big sort of metropolis. Probably twice as big as India is, um, uh, and you got to sort of get through Melbourne, and it's another hour on the other side of Melbourne, so it'll probably take us two and a half, three hours to get, get there for that. Uh, we're just going to race one night because Todd's racing in the, the wing car the night before um, at another sort of track locally. So um, there's our local tracks probably half an hour, forty five minutes away. It's called Avalon Raceway, and then there's another track which we actually really love, which is a track called Simpson Speedway, which is an hour, hour and fifteen from where from where we are. So we're we're relatively close, but it's not Indiana close. It's not 
yeah. you know, drive to the next town and pull into the track, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is which, which is what uh, which is you know we love. Uh, um, it's funny you, some of those Indiana people they can get a bit they can get a bit funny about driving you know an hour or two to another dirt track. You know they don't like doing that. That's a, that's a big haul for them. But uh, yeah. Yeah, for that's us that's just that's just normal. <laughs> talking to Todd, it'd be six six hour drive or ten, 10 hour, hour drive yeah. sometimes to get to a track. And six, yeah, well six the big hours track we at can the be moment, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The big track at the moment, the new one is um, the one in Sydney, which I'm sure Todd's talked about. Um, but that's uh, that's nine hours away. Uh, that's uh, that's a that's a big haul. And then the Australian Championship this year, so we run like a controlled australian championship that's in brisbane um and that's 20 hours that's a good 20 hours for us but we'll, we'll haul up there in april or may next year i think it is and todd will, i think that's going to be todd's last last race here um before hopefully he heads back to you guys and straps back in and has at it yeah so um what was I going to say? So where's your, where did your shop at? You're running out of here. You had a shop in Indiana, or where was it? Well, um, we um, Brandon Brandon Long, who um, uh, when I was working, I was working for a team over here, um, a, a driver called Luke Nash, a really really good dude. Uh, we were um, sort of running a, a, a wind team. He he had a pretty serious operation going at the time. He's not racing at the moment, but um, he he wanted someone to come out for a really busy period. The really busy period for us is um, is uh, between sort of Boxing Day and the end of January. That's when a lot of the wing, big wing sprint car races happen. That's a time when it's sort of on the down in the United States. So a lot of Americans come out here and run and all that sort of stuff. But um, he wanted, Luke sort of wanted someone else to come out and give us a hand sort of night in, night out, and he rang up um, Bernie and Indy Race Parts and said, who do you know that could give me, give us a hand? And Bernie actually put us on to Brandon Long. Um, and Brandon came out here, that must have been in 2012 or something like that. And uh, Brandon came out here and got a hell of a culture shock and um, <laughs> and uh, worked worked with um, worked with Luke. And I stayed in contact with Brandon. We were sort of on the team together and... Um, and we've sort of started operating out of Brandon's, which is up in Kokomo. He's originally a Texan. Um, I don't know if you know him very well, but he um, he sort of moved himself up to um, up to Kokomo to work for Scott Ronk at the time, and uh, um, uh, we sort of based everything out of out of Brandon's Brandon Long shot. And we he, we obviously obviously drove for us this time. And even last year, or last time we were out for Indiana Sprint Week when we ran. Uh, with, with Maddox, Brandon Maddox, um, we ran out of Brandon Long shop as well. Uh, he's a, he's been a, a good dude for us, and um, you know he's a he's a smart dude. He doesn't say a lot. You, you sort of blink and you miss him kind of guy. But um, <laughs> but within that, within the guys who know him, um, really really respect him, and um, and uh, you know I, I just really respect the way he goes about his racing. He's, it's all about simple stuff, and um, he's a. Uh, He's good to good good a good dude to have around any race team. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. now that you mentioned you were at Midget Week, I think you guys were down at Hopstot. Did you run down there for Midget Week or? Yeah, we yeah we ran down Hopstot. Yeah. Um, transfer it was actually Brandon's first run at Hopstot um, ever, um, and he yeah. transferred straight into the show. Yeah, um, that was a that was a he was pretty happy with that, and I I was pretty stoked with that as well. That was a really competitive field down there that night, and. Um, um, yeah, we, 
you know, had sort of things hooked up. The car itself is, is actually one of uh, Brady, Brady Bacon's old cars. Uh, Brandon actually used to work for Brady back in the day, back in the 99 days. Okay. Um, so they're, they're really close mates. So we actually had bought a car off Brady. We're actually going to run Brady in that car during midget week back in the in 2020. Um, but that didn't obviously happen to COVID. We couldn't actually get out, out to you guys to run. Yeah. We weren't allowed to. Um, so that didn't happen. But we still had the car and we still got the motor and all that sort of stuff. So I sort of said to Brandon, yeah, jump on in. And we went down to Hobstock and, yeah, transferred straight into the show. And I think he ran 10th or 12th or something, which I think for Hobstock um, is a is a big deal. It's a yeah, it tricky is. place. And it really you is. You love it or you hate it. So. For your first time, for your <laughs> first, first time, time there, there, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. There's people that yeah. run here for 15 years and can't figure it out and struggle with it still. Yeah. He does that good on his first trip. I mean, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he, 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 came, he came out of there and he said, man, I want to go back to that place. It's, um, it's, a, good, it's a good place. You know? um, uh, we've, got, we've got some uh, demons at Hobstot um, from, Midget Week, uh, from, sorry, from Indiana Sprint Week in 2018. Um, we actually turned up sort of a couple of weeks before Sprint Week. Uh, and the plan was, was that Maddox was going to drive all the way through Sprint Week. And then, uh, and we, but but the first weekend or the weekend before Sprint Week, we would uh, run Gas City just to sort of dial ourselves in a bit, and then head down to Tri-State and run Hobstock. Um, and uh, we sort of ran Gas City and went okay, and everything was looking alright. And then went down to went down to Hobstock and um, uh, sort of qualified, you know, mid-pack or something like that. And he was racing with. Um, um, uh, what's his name? The modern day cowboy Clayton. Darren, Darren Clayton. Clayton. Darren Clayton. Clayton yep. <laughs> down the back straight, and um, they got together, and it just absolutely totaled our car. Like it just ripped it, ripped oh. it to absolute shreds. It was a bad, bad deal. Um, it actually took out the the bar that um, that holds his seat belt in. It was it was pretty horrific. Um, um, I don't know how he didn't hurt himself. I don't know if you guys remember that crash. Uh, was, um, I don't believe so. Um, but uh, if you ask Maddox about it, I'm sure he'll remember it. Um, <laughs> and uh, but we were three or four days out of Sprint Week, and we managed to put it back together and get going again. Um, but the car wasn't the same; it just it just had been battered around too much. Uh, it was a brand new DRC. We got straight off Joe. That um, so was just gut wrenching to us to have that happen. But that's that's racing, I suppose. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That kind of shit happens no matter what. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We laugh about it now, but at the time, it was, yeah, um, it was pretty frustrating. Uh, I'm sure it was pretty. It was pretty unfair. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, all, all, all to Joe Devon, man. That guy can. He'll do anything for anyone at DRC. Um, yeah. He 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 went bent over backwards for us to get that car together, and he did his best job as he could with the minimal time he had. It's the busiest time of the year for him, and we turn up four days out of Spirit Week with a car torn up, wanting it all back together within a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and uh, he did that. As it turns out, the car was still quite bent. We brought the car back to Australia and um, we took it to the guy here just to go over it and weld a few more bars in it that you have to have back here. And he said, guys, it's still a little bit bent. Do you mind if I keep working on it? And he sort of straightened it back out. And that's actually the car now that Todd runs, night in, night out. So oh, from okay. from doing doing about 10 flips down the back straight at Hobstock to still running, still running. Back here, it's, it's just, it still runs. Yeah, oh, yeah still it, goes, it, goes, it, goes, it goes pretty good. Yeah, well, I love I love those DRCs. I think they're they're unbelievable cars. They're not we're the, we're the only ones who run them back here in Australia. I don't know if anyone else who runs one. 
Um, but uh, yeah, we, we love them. Yeah. Do you think that's an advantage that you have or just, I mean, just whatever it works, um, it works good for you. So maybe not yeah, really an just, advantage, I but think it's, that, it's different for sure. Yeah. But. yeah. Well, see a lot of, a lot of cars come out to Australia as wing cars okay. and then get, um, and then sort of become a non-wing car. Whereas, uh, you know, because we've got the connection back to Indy, we sort of had the resources and things to, to start looking at this stuff. And we realised that maybe there's an opportunity to sort of have more wing, non-wing based cars. There's a few guys who run around in sort of pure non-wing cars, spikes and things like that. Um, but a lot of people don't actually realise that, that, you know, the vast majority of the guys probably run DRCs. That, you know, they're probably the most common, you know, they're the most common car in, in Indiana to run non-wing. Um, yeah. Maybe a Maxim or a spike or something. But... A lot of the fast guys are in them, and there's no, um, you know, they are they're in them because they're quick, and um, it seems to go pretty good back here too. So we'll keep doing it. Heck yeah! So what I know, uh, I think Todd touched on it. You might have touched on it earlier about uh, your bizarre accident there at Gas City this year. Uh, they had the was it the engine and header or something was messed up in an accident. There? <clears throat> Yeah, it was um, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And everyone we've spoken to, no matter who they are, um, have said they've never seen something like that in their life. But it was it was a really like it's a sort of accident that happens, you know, once or twice a night. Um, it was a restart. We we're running about eighth or ninth or tenth or something in the feature. Um, at Scotty Weir ahead of us, and um, and I think Dave Darlin was ahead of him, and um, and then behind us was Matty Goodnight, I think it was, and. Um, it was a restart, and and Darwin got a bit crossed up. There's nothing, nothing bad about it. It's just he just sort of got a bit crossed up and a bit free, and then that sort of made Scotty Weir get a bit crossed up as well. And then Brandon sort of had nowhere to go, so he got a bit crossed up, and then um, Maddie Goodnight sort of had nowhere to go and just got into the side of our car, got into the nerf bar on the side of the car, and the car literally rolled back into the pit and looked at it and i didn't think much much about it and it sort of had a big crack across the bonnet or at the hood you guys call it we call it a bonnet here in australia but at the hood and i thought oh well i went back and watched started watching the the feature race the remainder of the feature race it's we sort of bent a front axle and uh but it wasn't significant i just sort of pack it up and bring it back bring it back out tomorrow night and um and brandon sort of called me over and he said man this isn't good and when you pulled the when you pulled the hood off what had happened was maddie goodnight had got right into the side of um right into the side of the, the um, injection stacks and it, it had actually broke the injection stacks away and it had torn all the head away with the injection stacks. Oh, shit. And, um, yeah, it, so it, where, where, the bolt, where the injection bolts to the, to the head, it's like way, way, like it's thin as, right? And we've got titanium bolts that are holding all that down and the titanium bolts just took everything with it. Um, and so it just the heads are the heads are destroyed. You know, Brandon's a Brandon Long. He's a welder, and uh, he said, "Man, I can weld most things," but he said, "I can't weld that." You know, so um, it just it just it just cooked us for the for the entirety. And we went looking for a set of heads, but there's just nothing available at the moment. So um, we ended up um, we ended up uh, ordering a brand new set off All Pro, and the motor's actually still sitting over there waiting for for a new set of heads at, at Claxton. So. Um, yeah, that was that was it, and that was it was when when you sort of looked at the damage, you thought, man, that really has has um has has really hurt the motor. But the good news is it didn't hurt any of the bottom end of it. Everything turns over, everything's good. It just it just destroyed the injection and and one of the heads. Yeah. Damn. 
And that's really bizarre. Uh, like you said, I mean, you've never seen anything, and something like that just hit it just right, I guess. And never even heard of that yeah. shit before. Yeah, but. no, like the chassis. The chassis don't do, doesn't have a mark on it. Like literally, the Nerf bar. Mark. It just got the um, dry sump, and um, and then just got the injection. And um, yeah, it, it, and as I said, I didn't even you, you, when the car rolled back in, you would have known anything other than the, the the hood had a little crack in it where the, where it had been punted by the by the Nerf bar, but. Um, when you took the hood off, you saw the damage. It was it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah. So is that car still here? Did you pack it up and you you back over there? Is it still here? Or? <clears throat> um, well, that car will will eventually bring back. Um, Brandon's. Um, we we export everything out of a place called Muncie in Indiana. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy by the name Paul, uh, Paul Farrell who uh, um, brings a lot of a lot of things back in, um, and all we do is drop them over to his. He's got like a warehouse over there and. Um, it turns up here a month or two later. It's, um, it's a really good service, so we'll get that car over there. And we'll get that motor back here as well. Um, we're going to sort of close off our American stuff for now. I'm just struggling to find time to be able to do it with my business and with the kids and um, to find blocks of time just to get away. It's getting really, really hard. Um, I'll revisit again another another stage, but for now I sort of, I've been lucky enough to have the years that I've had um, and uh, meet some unbelievably good people um and uh but uh but you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be a bit of an armchair armchair viewer from uh from australia for for at least another couple of years i reckon okay yeah. for now yeah, um, but we'll get we'll bring that car back and run it and you know we might put a wing on it and um bring the motor back here and we the classic which is a big race that happens at the end of january um here a lot of americans come out and run that we might put it we might run that and see try our luck with that with a wing on which i never thought i'd do but um, hell, if you got it, you might as well try. Yeah. So, so just curious, um, what's the what's the uh, expense of transferring something like that from here to to where you're at in Australia? Roughly. Um, it's a good, it's if, you a good if you don't mind sharing. Um, I mean, uh, um, it's uh, look. To be honest, I don't know because we bring things over in sort of bulk bulk items, so it's okay. hard to know. But but so you get like um, a container, you, you get like a container of stuff. And you got your car in there, yeah. Too, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so so the, so the, the container comes as like a full container, of which we've only got a sort of part a part of it. But you've got to pay import taxes, and there's a whole heap of things. So you've got to make disclosures about what things are worth, and um, uh, on the way in, and um, whether they're used or new or whatever else. But um, they, yeah, it all it, it it does vary quite a lot. And at the moment, the Australian dollar is pretty weak against the american dollar like there's been times in the last 10 years where the australian dollar has actually been more expensive than the american dollar but at the moment i think it's about 60 something 70 cents so you don't get a lot for your money um here in australia which makes importing a a, a tough a bit of a tough gig um yeah for sure but, you know that's just that's just the way it is and a lot of and obviously a lot of our things come straight out of indie or D, you know winters or uh, dmi um so a lot of it is just you know purely purely imported back here, yeah. Okay. Not, not a lot of products made. Not a lot of product for Australian speedways or sprint car racing is made here in Australia. Okay. A lot of it's yeah, imported from America. Is there a? Uh, I think there's. A, is there an indie race parts over there still, or no? Is that just a distributor? There, there was. Yeah, there was a guy here who sort of ran under the indie race parts banner. He sort of closed that off. Okay. Um, um, which is sad. It's actually in my that my sort of hometown he was sort of located just up the road from me here which was really convenient but um you sort of um it's, it's hard shuffling parts i think it's um 
we sort of had other business interests as well and that stuff sort of took priority I think in the end and he sort of closed that off but there's some good there's some good distributors there's um Victory Lane Race Gear and Par Motorsports and Max Dunsey Motorsports and they they and there's another guy down near me that's just opened up called um, Australian Racing Products, and they all do a really good job around here. And usually, you can find what you need. It might not be cheap, but that's you know that's just uh, <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I know. I did. I do remember seeing the Indy Race Parts Australia on Facebook before. I didn't know if it was still a thing or not. But uh, so who's a yeah. who is a driver that uh, you idolized or grew up watching, or who's the guy you like? U.S. or Aussie? Yeah, um, the, the <laughs> it's it's debate. Uh, there's a guy over here by the name of Gary Rush who raced for many many years, and my parents still debate whether I was actually named after him or not. I think my <laughs> dad sort of named me after him without telling mum necessarily that ah. that's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. Uh, but um, he's he he was a legend of Australian Speedway, and I just you know whenever I got the chance to watch him, I didn't watch him much. Um, but whenever we got the chance, I just thought he was a he was a really, really, really good dude. Um, the guy I like watching the most on the wing side of things at the moment, I just love Lance Deweese. Um, I just um, watching that um, watching that um, Kreitz car get around, and just I just think is is amazing how they can punch so hard against such good competition week in and week out. Um, and I've, I've always sort of taken a liking to what Lance Deweese does. Um, over there, um, over many many years. Um, yeah. On the on the non wing on the non wing side, uh, you know, I, I I'm just a fan of those old school badass dudes. You know, the Tony Elliotts and um, John Stanbros and um, all those guys from the, the early two thousands. Um, maybe I watched too much YouTube back in the day of, <laughs> of, um, of wrong these with that. dudes, but oh man, I just love watching those. I I um I always used to watch these cl- these clips of, and he's also racing. I never knew what track it was. I never knew I could you know never said it. Just said non wing racing or whatever on the on the clip. And as it turns out, I turned up at Gas City. I'm like, well, this is definitely the this is the track where the all these YouTube clips are, were taken. And, and yeah, it was <laughs> it was Tony Elliott and all those guys just just racing hard and Dave Darland and yeah, um, him and uh, who else? Uh, yeah. Trying to think of some more guys. Uh, like JJ Yaley, oh, yeah, and, um, at, yeah, yeah, those, those, um, yeah, back in the those Budweiser cars and uh, not the the um, what are they, the ones that Brad Sweet drove and um, yeah, that was a Casey Kane, yeah, the Casey, Casey Kane. Kane stuff, yeah, um, that 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 you know, that that was all cool stuff, um, yeah, I I I love I love all that stuff. I just have so much respect for for guys, you know, and I I'm a big I'm a big Brandon Maddox fan. I you know. Brandon hasn't had the luxury of, um, of 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 growing up, you know, in quarter midgets and mini sprints and all that sort of stuff. He's just a young kid who used to turn up and watch racing and sort of absolutely loved it. Um, and uh, I, I consider him a really good friend, and I, I love watching him run. And when he had, when he goes on, a, when Brandon Maddox goes on a good streak, it is it is good to watch, you know. Um, yeah. And he will. He can uh, he can punt and drive as hard as anyone and pass anyone on any any given night on his night. Um, he has he has his nights where things don't go his way, but man, um, uh, you know he's he, to me he's what Indiana you know non wing racing is all about, um, and that's that's a cool deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we love that guy, but yeah. damn if he don't have some of the worst luck sometimes. He yeah. could be running great. Yeah, there'll be three other guys wrecking 
take him out or include him in the wreck somehow. And he has the worst yeah, luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, he just, it's just, you know, it's it's hard. Like you know, he doesn't have the big sponsors or the the the, the all the big help or you know the the big transporter or the four cars sitting in the in the race shop. You know, he just he is what he is, but he gets to all the shows he can and yeah. Um, he's a blue collar guy. He, he works every day, so yeah, he's blue collar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like he's and he's a good dude. You know, yeah, he's yeah, good to talk sure. to. He's really good to have a beer with. Um, yeah. And um, uh, you know, I said to I said to Todd um, at Tri-State there that night where he he drove. Todd sort of started at the back of the V, and yep. I think he mentioned on his last podcast we were down. That was the night we ran there as well, and yep. um, he couldn't he couldn't get past Maddox. In the, to, to transfer into the show and he sort of got out of the car and he was sort of upset with himself i said mate you know you're driving against a dude who's been scrapping like that for forever man like you yeah. know it's not it's not meant to be easy he's not going to make it easy for you even if you've got a better car you know yeah. he's, he's 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 going to scrap and do what he needs to do that's how he's put money in his pocket forever you know uh-huh. so um that's just a, a normal deal for him so yeah yeah it's good <clears throat> so uh what would be your favorite track over here uh i think um i think uh man i I, like we actually call the race shop here we call it kokomo um uh, (laughs) it's actually dad's dad's sort of dad's got a a, 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 i suppose you can call it a holiday house um near where i live um he lives in melbourne in the sort of middle of melbourne in a in a house sort of really close to the city for the downtown part but um, where we run the race cars out of it's sort of out at the back of his holiday house, I suppose you could say. And we call that, we, you know, we call it Kokomo because well, I think Kokomo is an incredible place. Um, it's, uh, I just love, I love that, that the lines it creates. Um, it's, it's, it's just yeah. insane. Uh, I think it's, it's, if you were to build a track tomorrow, you couldn't help but ignore, you know, you'd, you'd well, sorry, you'd have to look at Kokomo and yeah. say that's sort of the right shape and the right banking and, um, it's sort of, it, you know, it, it's a good place. I, for me, though, Terre Haute, there's something about Terre Haute that, that is special. don't know what yeah. it is. Um, it's just something about sitting in the stands and watching the cars go down the back straight that you just, just blows your mind. Yeah. Um, it's like they come out of, they sort of come out of turn two and um, they're sort of loose on the exit, but then the cars sort of, you know, they grip Straightens up. Straightens out, and yeah everything straightens out and that moment where the car just gets all that grip i just think that is just so cool you know and then it's just how much you want to commit into turn three yeah um it's one of the few places you can open it up yeah and and you see nothing you see nothing um you see nothing else like it i think it's so and it's so flat you know like it's all, all good at eldora where you can sort of hold it flat to the floor and roll around but um there's something about it's, it's just really quite sketchy and awesome about Terre Haute that that, um, that blows my mind. One of my brothers came with us a couple of years back, and he he, he just he, his eyes were like like dish plates as he watched <laughs> the cars go down the back straight. It's just like whoa, this thing, oh, yeah. these things are hauling ass, you know? They yeah. are hauling. Um, and uh, how the hell they like, get themselves around that turn, you know? Who who, who would know? But I, yeah, I think so. And and Tri State as a um, like as a facility, I think is awesome. You know, I think when they say it's the best facility in America, it's probably the best facility I've been to as yeah. a as a as a facility. I think the the racing's really really good, um, but the stands are well done. The, the grounds are really nice. The pit 
the pit area is really nice. Yeah. Um, he does a he does an awesome job. Um, he does an awesome job with that stuff. Um, yeah, and he does a good but, job and, finding and the, the track too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We call it the John Deere parade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, we, we've actually got some really close friends um, down in um, in Hobstock. Uh, we, we sort of have linked up with with the stopping team, uh, and uh, we uh, they've been they've been really really good to us. All that all that gang like Tim Cruise, and the reason I say Tim Cruise is he's got one hell of a, a John Deere collection going on out at his house. Yeah. In, uh, well, I don't know if it's in Fort Branch or where it is, but uh, you walk into that place, you didn't realise there were that many John Deere tractors in the yeah. world. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, you know, like um, Brian and Amanda Grease and uh, Mister and DW and Kevin Spitler and um, and another another couple called Mary and Mark Newman who are big fans of Maddox who we sort of linked up with when Maddox was driving our car. They have been so very very good to us down there. So we absolutely love love getting down to, to Tri State, not only the race but to see see all those people because they're very very important people to us. Hell yeah! Yeah. Well, kind of on that same note. And you don't have to like trash anybody unless you just want to. What's your least favorite track? <laughs> um, well, there's probably some tracks in Australia that I shouldn't mention that sometimes I turn up to, and I think, oh, you know, we're wasting our time here a little what, bit. What uh, the hell are we doing here tonight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's it's hard because a lot of Australian tracks are run by clubs. They're not privately owned, so. Um, everyone running them are volunteers and they're doing their best, you know, with their work weeks to try and make a, a track that, um, that that works for everyone. But uh, more often than not, unfortunately, some of them lead to sort of really one lane sort of on the pole line racing, which can be um, pretty, 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 pretty boring, to be yeah. honest. But yeah. um, I'm not going to mention any because that, uh, that would not be in my best interest. But um, That's fine. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I said you didn't have to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It, for America, like all the, all those tracks in um in Indiana, I think are awesome. You know, and they're they're awesome because they have to be because if they're not awesome, no one will turn up and watch racing there. Um, and we sort of focus ourselves around there anyway, so that's really what I see. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. Yeah. But we like to talk a lot of food too around here. So, uh, what is uh, like the food situation over there? <sighs> Yeah, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a, um, you know, Australia is a part of sort of Southern Asia, so uh, we we tend to have have a lot of Asian food here, whereas um, you guys probably have, you know, your your international food is probably your Mexican food, and I love Mexican food, but um, we actually have a lot of we, we have, have a lot of Asian around here. Actually, there's quite a few, but uh, not what as much sort Mexican. Of, what sort but, of what what sort of Asian? What what country? Uh, just well, uh, there's a. Uh, hmm. What is that one? More like a more like, like a Szechuan or a, there's some yeah. Szechuan. Uh, what's the, what's a pan? Uh, not what's the other one? Uh, trying to think of some others, but it's kind of I guess Americanized, but some of it's really good. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure you got in, better in, stuff in, over there but. for sure. <laughs> well, in uh, um, in 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 Melbourne, uh, it became a when the South Vietnamese sort of fled South Vietnam after the war, a lot of them ended up in Melbourne. And uh, there's a there's a street called Victoria Street in, in Melbourne, and it's just like wall-to-wall um, Vietnamese restaurants, and I love Vietnamese foods. So I eat down there, you know, when I was living in Melbourne, which I'm not now, but 
when I was living in Melbourne, I'd eat down there once or twice a week easily, and and absolutely, absolutely love it. But uh, it's 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 really really good. Uh, but uh, we what we struggle with is is the Mexican food, and you guys do the Mexican food a whole heap better than what than what we do. So um, that's one of my go tos when I get over there to to eat out. And technically, we've been told like our Mexican food here in Indiana, at least, is not very good compared to the real shit <laughs> but i mean it works for us yeah it works for you too so yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter to yeah, me. It I, i'll eat me. it anyway so i don't really care but uh see that's see that's the that's the best thing about having brandon long as your driver because as a texan he knows exactly where to find all the good oh yeah, all yeah. The good mexican all the good mexican places he uh he loves his mexican food but we did we did go to that uh that mexican restaurant just in in um, Fort Branch there. What's it called? Senior, uh, Senior Tequilas. Yeah. 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 We go. We we well, we've been to that more than once, and we love it. We love it there. And I think actually, Brandon. It's pretty good. Yeah. Brandon gave it a real tick of approval. So yeah. Um. It's a it's a good it's a good place. We love it there. Yeah. So what's uh, some of your favorite U.S. dishes? Like something that you look forward to when you come over here for a yeah American food. Just the, the just all the Texas barbecues. Um, I just love. I just love all that. All that stuff. Um, we don't. We don't eat out a huge amount when we're when we're racing because Dad has the motorhome or the, you know, the the fifth wheeler going, and we tend to just eat eat in the in the van. And yeah. but we um, but you know, usually there's someone around us who's cooking up something delicious. Um, but um, you know, like pork ribs, we just we don't we don't do pork ribs here in Australia very well. You. You know, you guys obviously do it a whole heap better than what than what we do. We tend to have uh, we tend to have a lot of lamb um, here okay. in Australia, whereas rather than rather than pork, sort yeah. of I reckon sort of on the same kind of um, same kind of deal. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of slow cooked lamb here, as you guys sort of do a lot of slow cooked cooked pork. Uh, I find that I find that uh, really 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 good. Well, in, in a couple of yeah. years, if you do get to come back. Definitely hit us up. We'll cook you some food. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, don't worry, Todd's Todd. Every time you guys give Todd some food, I hear I hear about it. He's like, oh, yeah. I gave me some more food. Yeah, I'm awesome. Like, yeah, man. Not, yeah. Like, not rub it in. Americans will do. They'll do anything yeah. for you. That's the best thing that you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that would uh, that would be awesome. That's uh, it's great. We, um, the, my, uh, I don't know if you do you guys know um, uh, a woman by the name of Lauren Albino. You ever heard of her? Mm, um, over in, in this area? No. Well, no. So Lauren is the she's like the marketing manager at um, at NOS. So when uh, you know she sort of follows all the racing around on on behalf of NOS, I suppose you could say. Oh, okay. No, I don't know her. Uh, but no, okay. But anyway, um, uh, I actually, oddly enough, I actually know her. Uh, away from racing, which is which sounds completely crazy that you know I'm <laughs> right here in Australia and that she she actually lives in New York City and when I was in America backpacking back in about 2007 2008, uh, a friend of mine was dating her at the time was dating her best friend and uh, we sort of we, um, sort of hung out and knocked about for for that time um, and then obviously she's uh, she's sort of. Um, stepped into car racing where i sort of had but we've always been in contact and we're really really close and uh but we often go 
when I'm in America, I'll, I'll always go across New York and spend a night with her, you know, having um, a night out. You know, in, it's at a nice restaurant in New York, which seems a long way from, from, um, yeah, a long way that's, from. That's uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, you know, she takes me to some unbelievable places in New York City restaurants, and um, we have we have a lot of fun with her and the, and her her other friends that um, that I know as well. We we were. It was so funny because um, there's whenever she needs to know something, she tends to ask me. So rather than you know ask people who maybe have a vested interest in knowing what's going on, if that makes any sense. So <laughs> I remember trying to explain. I remember trying to explain to her what a what a midget was. You know, like the difference uh-huh. between a sprint car and a midget. You know, yeah. like feel like NOS has evolved so much since then. But you know, that's how raw it was for her. She's just this New York girl who was trying to you know, do her job and now she's, you know, arguably one of the most powerful people in dirt track racing, you know. Um, but uh, in 2018, uh, Tyler Courtney was at his peak, I think, in the non-wing world and uh, she was she followed Sprint Week all the way through. So she was there, there all the way through as, as we were. And we were sitting in the stands at Tri-State, me and her, and just looking at each other going, man, how the hell have you come from that side of the world and I've come from this side of the world and we found ourselves in Hobstad, Indiana watching a little old dirt track race. In, in the middle of a cornfield in Indiana. <laughs> in the middle of a cornfield. Like, it, just, it, was, it was just insanity. That's yeah. a pretty rare you know, company. And I tell people that and they just, they just can't believe that, you know, I, I know you know that, that her and I have that, that relationship. But it goes back to, you know, she takes me out in New York City and um, we have some, we've had some unbelievably beautiful dishes out there. It's uh, it's so, fantastic. So, what's the is the pizza thing, or what's what's good over there? You've had good pizza. Well, we went to the sea. We went to the seafood when we were there. When I was there last time, a couple, a couple of months ago, she took me to this seafood restaurant in Chelsea, which was uh, it was it was unbelievable. Um, I don't know what sort of seafood we were eating, and I'm usually not a big seafood person, but um, yeah. it yeah. was uh, it was really good. And then and then the one before that, I think we went to a steakhouse somewhere in Midtown Manhattan, um, and uh, that was uh, that was. Your steaks are so much better than ours, and twice the size, which I like. So. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> that's what Todd. That's Todd what Todd says. says the uh, pan steaks fried as hell. Pan fried to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bring it back to my wife, and my wife sort of looks at me and sort of shakes her head as if to say, "What the hell are you doing to my food?" I'm like, "Nah, this is how you add flavor." You yeah, know? yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah! Yeah, you don't have to add nothing else, but just cook it right, and you got so much more flavor. Well, yeah, if the beef, yeah. if the meat's that, good, I guess. But yeah, Tim Tim Cruz, he's cooked me up some um, um, some really good dishes over over the years on his on his uh, smoker in the pit at uh, particularly at Kokomo. He's cooked me some unbelievably beautiful dishes there as well, and some um, and some chicken wings actually. Ooh, chicken wings, yum! I love your chicken wings. That's what we're getting ready to have tonight. I think actually, yep. Me and Charlie are so. What what are you gonna What are you gonna put on them? Um. Uh, we usually use a variety of seasonings. Uh, we usually do and sauces. Yeah. Uh, usually, I got a cherry habanero seasoning. I'm going to put on some of them, I think, and then uh, maybe just some salt, pepper, garlic. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to toss them in some, I don't know, a variety of sauces I have. So maybe some Nashville hot sauce. Nashville hot. Um, couple buffalo, a, probably a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So just grilled, yeah. not fried, just yeah. grilled wings. I'll. I'll you don't have to mess with oil or nothing. You just grill them, and pretty tasty, as yeah. you know. So. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon's a big uh, Brandon Long is a big fan of uh, of buffalo wild wings in Kokomo. So we went there a few times, and man, 
that hot sauce is hot. That is really very <laughs> did you, hot. Did you have I the, learned my lesson? Which one was it? The blazing one, or was it another one on there? Uh, it was. It was the second one from the top. Oh yeah. And I, I, I um, regretted yeah, that decision. I, did you I, regret that decision? I really regretted that. <laughs> that. That was a bad decision. Yeah. I think I had like two of them and had to give up on it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's not enjoyable. It was hot. Yeah, I don't. No, 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 no. no. Bit off more than I can chew. No <laughs> doubt about that. It's good. It's good. So, uh, yeah, no, your food. Your food, I love. I love your food. And there's a lot of uh, like American style um, restaurants sort of opening up here in Australia now. It's, it's um, they 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 and they do a really 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 good job. Um, but the the one the one thing I don't like though is uh, I, some American friends were living out here and we went over to their house to have some dinner and they made us some collard greens, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Some sort of oh, just a bunch man, of leaves, I guess. Pe- Oh, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. That's definitely an acquired um, taste. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I've had them one time, and, and, and uh, it's a southern thing, I think, like down Alabama area mainly, but but yeah, uh, they're, okay. Not they're okay. It's different for sure. Yeah, and now that the other – they actually did that, and they did it with what they called a low country boil, um, which is, another, I think, another southern thing where they sort of boil up a whole heap of potatoes and – Oh things yeah, like that, and put some There's some, some sort of spice on it. Shrimp, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That was really good. And you just helped. They just put sort of put it in the middle of the table in a big pile, and you just helped yourself. That was uh, that was delicious. Yeah, yeah. We we do that every once in a while. It's um, it's usually kind of a pricey, but it's definitely worth it because uh, it's something we don't get very often. But uh, what's the name of the spice? There's some sort of spice you put on it, isn't it? I like think uh, old old bay's uh, one. Old bay, yeah, that's it, old bay, yeah. Uh, yeah. we got Old Bay and there's a few others as well uh, Louisiana um, Crawfish or Louisiana there's one that's Louisiana that makes uh, some stuff and uh, who else there's another one called Slap Your Mama that's like a Cajun seasoning that's pretty good okay but uh, okay. yeah that stuff's pretty good too but um, awesome awesome so what's a day in the life of Gary Fitzpatrick like what, what's on your uh, daily schedule yeah so um I, I run a. I uh, I don't know if you guys have the same thing over there, but I, I own a, a post office. So um, the little country town here of a couple of thousand people, and I'm probably what they call in the old old days a postmaster. Uh, sort of manage all the um, all the mail in and out of the town, and um, uh, there's a whole lot of other services we provide here, like passport. Like we, I'm a passport officer, so I can um, issue okay. and cancel passports for people. Um, and and uh, it's like a little bank. I do um, the banking for people here, and a whole heap of other other sort of uh, jobs. And it's a pretty quiet little town. Um, you know, well, I think I know every just about every single local in the town. Um, they certainly know who I am. Um, they certainly know what dirt track. They certainly know what dirt track racing is now because that's all I talk about to them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, when I go away, they. I, I come back and they make it very clear that they didn't appreciate the fact that I was away and what could I possibly be doing um, away from the town that uh, that warranted me being away for so long. Um, but um, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much me. I've got um, my my beautiful wife. She's uh, she's uh, um, she's a she's a doctor in in Geelong, a big town locally, and um, uh, we've got two little kids. Uh, one's um, One's one year old and one's three, and they're an absolute handful. Um, and uh, 
but yeah, we we absolutely love we we love our life down here. It's pretty quiet, and we get to focus on on ourselves and uh, and and go racing when we want. And I can work on race cars. The problem with living in the middle of Melbourne is there's no space to put race cars. And my <laughs> wife, my wife, <laughs> you just want to live down here. You just want to live down here, so you got a big shed. And I'm like, oh, well, you're probably right. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, well, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong. We moved out of a two. We moved out of a two bedroom apartment. Um, you know, like a high rise two bedroom apartment into you know into a quarter acre block that suits me just fine. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, a little more room there right. for a race car. Yeah, hard to put. That yeah, in the apartment. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. No, it's 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 um. It's a beautiful. We're we're really happy down here. Um, love to think we can stay here long term, but we'll see how we go. And um, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much that's that's pretty much me. Um, yeah, we sounds pretty racing and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's yeah. It's sort of I've got a past life a lot more hectic and busy, but um, yeah. So yeah, that that's our life, and we're happy to happy to do it and. My brothers live up in Melbourne, and they come down and prepare the race car. Sorry, we prepare the race cars with me, and yeah, we 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 just cruise along. You'll see plenty of um, you'll see plenty more of Dad over there. He's going to keep coming back um over the over the journey. Um, yeah, he just loves it over there so much, and it really gets very cold here during the winter. So it suits him to get out of Melbourne and and uh, get up to um get up to India and watch some racing and see his friends. He, he absolutely loves that. So, yeah, it's good. Uh, deal. It's good. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> do you have, like, any sponsors you'd like to thank? Um, not really. We, we sort of run our own, own deal. There's, there's plenty of people that, that help us out over the – have helped us out over the journey. Um, people like, um, like God, Joe Devon, who just bent over backwards for us and – Brandon Long, Brandon Maddox. To be honest, Maddox, when we ran that sprint week in 2018, um, you know, the car wasn't great and it was a real battle. And um, Maddox could have, you know, on a couple of occasions said to us, you know, look, probably I might just jump back in my own car if that's all right. Um, yeah. You know, this, this, this really isn't working for us. We were just ringing out. You know, we were just so um, caught up in what was trying to make this car go fast and it wasn't. Um so you know but he stuck with us and i really i really appreciate that um to the day i die i will appreciate the fact that maddox stuck with us for that uh um to yeah all the guys all the guys back here you know todd todd hobson's been a a, a huge asset for our race team over the last couple of years todd actually drove for us a couple a, a few years ago um and then he's sort of come back to us now and um, you know his 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 online presence and so on has sort of elevated our our little team a little bit, which which is pretty cool. Um, so you know I, I thank Todd for for all of that and and Todd's family. Um, uh, I don't, do you guys get to meet Lloyd Todd's Todd's dad? I think ah, he I think he might have been you? around, but uh, I'm not sure we got to officially <coughs> meet him. I don't him know if we hand. actually met him or not. No, he is a he is a, a legend of. Um, a legend of Australian Speedway. Uh, he, That's all um, we've heard. Yes, yeah. he's just um, you know he's a he, he was a gasser back in the day, and you know he's he's brought up. Uh, he, I see him like the like the Freddie Raymer, the Freddie Raymer of Australian okay. Speedways. Yeah. It's a good way of putting him. He, he sort of had his had a dabble at everything, but at the end of the day, he's just a hard racer. 
he's got kids who are hard racers. Um, and, I, and I've known Lloyd for 20, 25 years now, and he's a good friend. I speak to him, you know, nearly every every few days we sort of have a chat. He drives a truck, so he's always he was always good for a chat as he heads along the highway. Yeah. Um, so Lloyd's been incredible to me, and I love the way – what I love about Lloyd is that uh, he, he's sort of – taught me all I knew, all I know when it comes to setup um, he's got this real basic view on how cars should go fast and not overcomplicated and I think a lot of people these days get really overcomplicated with trying to make cars fast rather than just educating themselves on what makes cars fast and then doing it yeah they try and buy things buy expensive shocks or different you know whatever else they do to try and make things make it go fast but really what makes would make them go faster is if they read up and educated themselves and talked to people. Uh, and um, uh, and Lloyd Lloyd has ingrained that in me, so I thank Lloyd so much for for that. Uh, um, DJ Ott, uh, I don't know if you know DJ, yeah. who's uh, Chase's Chase's um, crew, crew chief, Chase yeah. Stockton's crew chief. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I pest I pester that guy. He must be so sick of me, but. <laughs> he, um, he, uh, I, I message him every now and then asking him a question about, you know, what he thinks about this or what he thinks about that or, you know, should we run something else or try something? And he's always accommodating. He always gets back to me and answers my questions really honestly. And, um, you know, people like him really help little teams like us get going because it's a bit of a sounding board for what, what's important and what's not. Um, so DJ, I, I thank DJ so much for what he does. So there's just people like that along the along the journey who help us make our our unit a strong little unit. Um, you know, we've had some really good guys drive for us over the years. Um, Travis Miller, who I hope you guys will see in the in the coming years, um, he yeah. drove for us for about three years. We had a lot of success um, with Travis um, here back here in Australia. He is a genuine gasser. He has no fear whatsoever. That and car always, can be bound up tight, and he will still drive through it. Um, so he, um, he he's making noises about coming over and having a dabble at okay. some four ten non wing stuff. So okay. uh, you may or may not see him next year. I really hope you do because he's he's the kind of guy that um, that that I, I I think is up there with Todd with 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 their talents without a wing on. Um, they're just really good, and and there's actually you know Todd's a Todd's an incredible racer, but there's there's eight, ten, fifteen guys just like Todd here who, you know, given the opportunity, I think would be really, really competitive over there in a four ten non win. Uh, it's just trying to work out the, the logistics of um, yeah. work out the logistics of how they can possibly do that. And I really hope that Todd's shown them that, uh, that you can actually do it. You know, yeah. you can if you get yourself organised and you're prepared to knock on doors. Uh, the opportunities will come. Um, it's not easy and it's not cheap, but it, yeah. it, it can happen, and um, and you it, you know Todd's a much better driver now for for what for what he's done, and um, he's uh, he's you know elevated himself here in Australian Speedway to a point where he's you know becoming a bit of a legend of, of being able to to make things happen, and um, that's a that's a really cool deal, and I hope other people follow. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's very uh, professional about what he does, and on his uh, the way he carries himself, and. You know, he's like you said. He's got his ducks in a row. He's not. He's not messing around. So and he's. He's pretty. Yeah. He, he. He. He's. Um. 
I've known Todd since he was like five years old, right? Like he's a little little okay. toddler. We used to call him because he was a toddler, and uh, he 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 has just he you know speedway is his life. Alcohol is not his life. He doesn't yeah. drink. Yeah, that's he fine. He doesn't chase women. Yeah. He doesn't do any of that stuff. It's just it's just <laughs> it's all racing. He, he just lives. It's all racing. Yeah. And, um, it's just great that he's been able to find find his feet in non-wing. You know, they, they actually came with us. Um, I like to think I introduced Todd to 410 non-wing racing because they came with us on one of our trips in the early days, him and Lloyd. And that's where Todd sort of fell in love with the with the non-wing world. But, um, yeah, he's, 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 he's doing a fantastic job. And just to watch him develop over the years uh, is great. And the good thing about Todd is that he's, for anyone who's hopefully listening who might be a car owner in, in the United States who... Um, looking for someone to work with, I, I couldn't more highly recommend Todd. He's uh, the best thing about Todd is he drives a he drives a quite a free race car, and to the average person that doesn't mean a lot. But to car owners and crew chiefs, that that's a kind of a big deal. It makes life really easy. He doesn't he doesn't need a car to be bound up tight and um, biking and all that stuff. He, his cars are always very balanced and yeah. set up quite basically. And uh, and and that that really makes it easy for for me as a crew chief to be able to set cars up for Todd. So if there's anyone out there who could possibly give Todd a Todd a, Todd a go, um, obviously Tyler's been doing an awesome job and his his cars rip, yeah. rip really really well, um, no doubt about that. But um, yeah, it, Todd's Todd's a great a great guy to work with. He's easy to work with. He's prepared to do the hard yards and. Um, and and he loves it. He loves it. You know, yeah. he wants opportunities. Hunting it. He it doesn't come easy for him. He doesn't doesn't sort of. Um, he doesn't uh, expect he doesn't things. Yeah, he yeah expects anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, we, we have a very open relationship. Like this weekend, we weren't sure whether he was going to run Saturday night with us or with anyone else. And I'm like, you just you just decide, mate. And you let me know. So he's trying to work with us as best he can. He's he's a good dude, and and they won't they won't be upset to, to chuck him in his car. I feel like he really chuck, made a chuck name. Him in their car. I feel like he really made a name yeah. for himself over here this last trip. <clears throat> he didn't win any races. Yeah, but he, he continually got better and better and better, and he was showing it every race, every time yeah. he got in the car. You could just <clears throat> see how much he was learning each week. You could tell it just the way he run these lines on the track. You could tell he was getting better yeah. and better. It's, it's interesting, Todd. Todd's um, Todd's a real thinker, and um, sometimes that can get in his way a little bit. To be to be fair, yeah. But um, and his dad and I over many decades have tried to encourage him not to overthink things. Just hop in the car and just take the track is what it is. You don't need to try and predict what the track's going to be. Just drive it, and we'll work it out as we go. And um, I uh, he's 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 getting much better at that. But often you'll see Todd come from really deep in a feature and really push through um, because he always gets fast at the right time of the day, and that's. Another really critical point, I reckon, about having a really a really good driver. Their, their cars are constantly getting better, not the other way around. Yeah, you know, they're not they're not necessarily the quickest in hot laps, but come feature time, gradually, going and Todd, he's gradually uh, getting better throughout the night. Yeah, yeah, and Todd was constantly getting better. He had some really really good runs there. Yeah, he did. Uh, where he passed a lot a lot of cars and some really stiff competition. So yeah, 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 good dude. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's a really good dude. Do you have any last words or any questions for us or anything you just want to throw no. out there? Um, no, not really. I um, I just want to say I just I love your podcast. I I don't know how I got onto it a while ago, <laughs> but 
Um, I think it was because Maddox, when Maddox put, I, I, I thought your episode with Maddox was really good. Yeah, um, that was that was on our good a good one. I thought, yeah, yeah, that was a really cool thing. I, I love listening to that. Um, that's probably because I've got you know I know Maddox and yeah. I, you know I can relate back to what he's saying. But um, I love the fact that you you guys just uh, you, you don't necessarily go and find the the world about Lost Star. You're looking for the for the the grassroots people who are you were in the trenches trying to make it all happen and the interesting stories that they've got i love i love uh, i love hearing that sort of stuff and so yeah keep it up you guys i um, there's plenty of people listening back here in australia i don't know if you can tell how many people listening back here in australia but um yeah. there's we, there's uh yeah well we appreciate that uh yeah we can actually see uh percentages I think we're like 90 90 percent us and then we're like eight percent in australia so that's uh, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And from definitely different from different territories as well for over there. It's not just one. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we definitely uh, we appreciate anybody over there that wants to listen to us <laughs> spew our bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> act like we do. <coughs> yeah. I was um sorry. I was um uh, I was telling my wife. I said, "Oh, these guys have asked me to come and have a chat and." Uh, and um, she goes, oh, which 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 one is that? Because I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and um, uh, <laughs> I think she, I think when whenever your podcast starts in my ears, she thinks I'm loading a gun. <laughs> she's like, oh, the one, the one, yeah. the one, one where I'm got my life in my own hands. I'm like, yeah, that one. That's the one I'm going. Yeah. Oh. That's good shit. So, yeah. so. So I so I appreciate you guys, you know, like keeping my my wife in line, you know. Yeah, I've been doing that for weeks now, and I I love that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Good uh, good to know. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate the lessons, and uh, you know, we appreciate your time to come on here with us and tell us about your uh, your side of things and what goes on over there and what you've done over here. So. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Have having me, fellas. I um, yeah, I really appreciate it. I really really do. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Maybe we can. Uh, like I said, if you ever make it back over this way and uh, let us know, we'll definitely uh, hit us up. We'll wake up for sure. Yeah, and you guys will have to come over here one day. We'll give you a uh, like like Brandon Long. We'll give you a cultural experience. <laughs> what it's like to um, yeah, it definitely to be, to be in Australia. I've always wanted to go over there, so I might have I might have to do that one day. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, there's a there's a race there's a race called uh, that that. Um, uh, they call it Chariots of Thunder, and it happens yep. in August every year, sort of just before that, just before the nationals. And it's in Darwin, and Darwin's as far away from here as you could possibly be in Australia. It is a long, long way away. It's like four, three thousand miles or wow. something, and Ooh. it's like it's, it's holy shit. It's it's in proper it's in proper crocodile country. You know, like <laughs> there are big yeah. ass crocodiles up there. You do not swim in the water there. Oh, okay, it is, it is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place. But thanks for the warning. The racing up. The racing up there is uh, the racing up there is nuts. They've got a really cool track. They don't get a lot of chance to race because it's sort of very tropical. It's a bit like like Florida almost. Yeah. Okay. And um, but it's um, it's a, it's it's a wild. It's wild. It's real crocodile Dundee kind of kind okay. of territory. Well, that's it's, okay. Uh, it's a good place. So I learned a lot of pointers from Steve Irwin back in the day. I can handle. <laughs> There you go. There you go. You can wrangle a croc. You know these crocs aren't these crocs aren't you know two meter alligator. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, twelve foot. Right yeah, these yeah. are twenty five foot monsters. I'm gonna wrestle these up and down the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't even walk, you can't even walk near the water there. 
you know, wow. there's a good chance of crocs watching you. So, um, and a big, big, big one. There's, they're just, they're just everywhere. There's a, there's a river called the East Alligator River. There is oh. not one alligator in it. It is just full of crocodiles. Okay, and uh, you can go and have like a tour, and. Yeah, I'd and be you in just a, hop in the boat. Yeah, I was going to be in a bus or something on that. Yeah, I wouldn't be in in the water for sure. But, yeah, <laughs> damn, that sounds like wild for sure. You hop in the boat and you just look around and you're like, man, like one croc, two croc, three. Yeah. They just, they just, they man, they are everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's wild. But yeah, no crocs where I live though. Okay, thank, well, that's thank, good. Thank God, plenty of snakes. <laughs> God. Plenty, of, plenty of plenty of plenty of some plenty of very potent snakes. But yeah, not not crocodiles. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I might have to get over that way sometime. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, one day I can get over there. We can get over there. But I think yeah. I've always said my whole life, if I left this country, like and went to another continent, it would be Australia. That's where I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, sim- it's similar, you know. Like I think culturally, we're but we're all we're all pretty a little close. bit the same. There's, there's, there's some there's some differences. Um. But um. No, I think I think we're we yeah we all drink the same sort of tasting beer and have go to the same sort of dirt tracks. So as far as I'm concerned, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's uh, that's the two biggest things. Yeah, beer and dirt tracks. Really? Yeah. What's more important? Than that? <laughs> Throw some good food in. It's a trifecta. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. It's the dirt track around in a circle, man. Hell that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, we'll let you get going, Gary, and for your, to get your day. Uh, I guess get it kind of your work day started, but. Uh, we appreciate you coming yeah. on, and we hope good luck to you the rest of the season. And we'll hopefully oh, see you right, sometime. No worries, yeah. We, no worries. We've got Todd racing Sunday night, so hopefully we can. It's a big paying race this weekend, so hopefully we can uh, win some cash. All good. right, yeah, go get that That's one. Exactly. No worries. Hell yeah! All right, Gary, we'll see you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank see you. Ya. See you. See you. And that was Gary Fitzpatrick. What an awesome dude! That's yeah. This is a great interview. Yeah, got a lot of insights from. Uh, the differences between Australia and here, a lot yeah. of racing differences, and some uh, some good talking there. Some cultural differences. Yeah, learned a few things. Yeah. So, episode sixty nine. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> Gotta that's, say it. That's great. Yeah. Sixty nine. So, it's hard to believe. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to believe we're already there. But uh, yeah, how the hell do we have that many episodes? Dang man, I don't know. Just uh, just barely just, been over uh, a year. Yeah, well, just a year and a couple months. We're having fun with it, so we'll yeah. keep doing it. Yeah, as long as we as long got, as you fuckers keep listening yeah, to us. Yeah, and keep that up, by the way. Yeah, keep us uh, keep us uh, on your notifications, or yeah. sometimes you get notified when there's new episodes and things like that. I mean, I get notified when we post a new episode, yeah. so you should too. There you go. Turn that bell on. <laughs> But uh, as you all know, this route, this podcast is proudly sponsored by Rounders 2 Pizza, home of the nameless pizza. Located in Dallas, Indiana, that's T-O-O, not the number two. Follow them on Facebook for all their weekly specials, like our favorite, Thirsty Thursday, 12 Wings, Pitcher Domestic Beer, $14. Um, you dine in or carry out for all of, their, all of your and their pizza, wing, beer, and sandwich needs. Give them a call at 812-867-7172 or check them out on Facebook. So... We'll get into that later, but uh, as always, thanks, Joe, for that, and good dude, good place. But uh, Love that guy. Yeah, so we are coming to the close of uh, episode 69. Moving on to the 69. next. 69. Next, on to the Still next. that in there one more time. There you go. <laughs> Got to. So, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one. Charlie, you got any last words for me? 
Always got a couple. Peace, Peace out, out, motherfuckers. Out, motherfuckers.